There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Book News, your latest literary roundup. And once again on Talking of Books, we begin our news with crime. We begin with murder. As most murders do... Why this is not a laughing matter, <laughs> Tamriz? As most murders do, this has proved quite the conversation starter. Thankfully, in a twist appropriate for the crime genre, no one has actually been harmed. Do you have any idea what I might be referring to, Alex? Annabelle, this time I don't. Sometimes I do, but this time, no. This time you have absolutely no clue. No, Brilliant. No. Um, this is about a tweet, of course, um, by book editor and author Alex Christoffi. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. It has gone completely viral because he said the following. Yesterday, my colleague called me a book murderer because I cut long books in half to make them more portable. Does anyone else do this is it just me? And beneath that, I see you shaking your head already, Tamriz, in horror. Um, beneath this message, beneath this tweet, was this picture of three rather large, you know, doorstop books, one by Dostoevsky, completely sawn in half. As you can imagine, the responses sparked a little bit of outrage. Um, he has a good reason for doing this, though. It's not something that uh, you're cringing. Alex, Alex Brun is cringing in the co-host chair. Um, he's got a good reason for doing it. It's purely practical. It's a way for someone who likes print books rather than Kindle to read long books like the ones in the picture. Um, but it has sparked a lot of outrage. The responses came flooding in. Some of my favourites um, are as follows. The New York Police Department, 19th Precinct, is my favourite. Um, our Twitter algorithms alerted us to a murder that was trending. Of course, we investigated not exactly what we expected. Um, but many responses were variations of why not just get a Kindle, you monster. And some jokesters said they prefer to cut them across the middle and read the top half of the book and then the bottom half, which I particularly enjoyed. Um, but what about high-profile writers? I mean, this did kind of reach all corners of the internet. Um, Philip Pullman said, there is a redaction service called Save You Time, which for a smallish fee will cross out every other word for you. More advanced services include crossing out two words in three, three words in four, etc. Saves the brutish look of reading a dismembered book. In summary, Philip Pullman, he's, he's not on board with this. He doesn't improve. What do you think? Well, I think as an author, I'd be absolutely horrified. Horrified. Absolutely horrified. And I mean, actually, I'm really glad I didn't see the photo because nearly the thought of seeing Dostoevsky chopped in half is <laughs> is pretty horrific. Tamriz? Just to take the other point of view then, I think even on Bookstagram, there's a lot of debate about people getting really offended when they see dog-eared books, when they see books that are lined yeah. up, books that where, you know, lots of pages are marked. And um, there's an argument to be said it's... It's your book. Do whatever you want as long as you're reading it. I know chopping in half is going too far. But it also goes back to, you know, how when books like Middlemarch were released back in the day, they would come in installments, well, exactly. yeah, yeah. you know. So he's sort of making like two installments out of these really big books. So I don't know. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I love my books and I love seeing them on the shelf. But well whatever works i think it's it's funny because we've had like you said this sort of argument before not just on talking of books but in the wider 
world of books as well you know what do you do you keep them pristine or do you fold the pages down do you use bookmarks so uh, we had a guest in last week who actually brought her books in with highlighter in them and folded down pages and that has never bothered me at all that's something that I do as well Um, but I think people are really taking offense at actually (laughs) sawing a book in half but it does I think beyond the funny responses and how annoyed people are getting about this it's actually brought up a couple of things things that I didn't know about about how books are sold now versus before which you mentioned um, and also in different parts of the world some comments on the story were from um, Japanese readers who said that in Japan books are often sold in parts precisely so that they are more manageable to read and carry around and that's not something that happens very often in the West so you can buy flip books more readily in the US as well that allow you to read a novel in one hand on the train because if you've mm. ever had to do that with stuff in your other hand you know you it you manage for about a minute before your hand starts cramping um the text is parallel to the spine if you're trying to think about the physics of this um (laughs) and yes we are able to bind and publish books like war and peace or books by dostoevsky in one massive chunk but this has brought up a question you know should we be doing that really can we not just do them in in volumes and bring that back a bit more i mean i just think it's crazy here that he doesn't have a kindle i mean i just think it's insane why go to all that trouble of buying a book and cutting it in half rather than getting a kindle some people want the portability but they really really don't like reading off of kindle i've met lots of people who just absolutely hate using kindles and hate using e-readers Okay, they want the portability, but they don't want to carry yeah. around the whole book. I mean, I don't know, you can't have your book and cut it in half too. <laughs> and we've also already got some responses on this. Um, I support Philip Pullman. Uh, it is murder. One of the great joys of hard copy books is being able to share them and you can't share a massacred book. And he works with books. There's a lot of outrage on the text line. I completely disagree. I think he can do what he wants. <sighs> Um, so, But it does bring me... I'm going to get lots of hate arms. Fine, I stand by my opinion. Though I think what Alex has done with his books is completely fine, I wouldn't feel the same way if it were a first edition or a signed copy or a particularly old copy of the book with someone else's notes and history all over. I think that goes back to what this text is saying about sharing books. You can't really do that with a massacred book. Um, which brings me to this question. Why do physical pieces of the past have such a hold on on our imaginations. Now I'm asking this because this is a question that's going to be addressed by Emirati author and collector Mohammed Al-Mur and two historians, Jonathan Phillips, who is an expert on the Crusades and Justin Marozzi, who's been studying and writing about Islamic empires most of his life. Now that discussion is happening on Wednesday, the 5th of February at 7.30 at the Emirates Lit Fest. There'll be a discussion about why preserving tangible pieces of history that you can see here and (laughs) here, touch, I'm just imagining a singing vase now, Um, and you know why that history matters and what actual role they play and how we remember our stories our histories our cultures and I'm going to put Alex Brune on the spot because I can't talk about manuscripts and artifacts without wondering what the most expensive book ever sold at auction was wow I should know that you're going to wipe me for the floor two for zero here Um, I absolutely do know it but I cannot it's it's an illustrated book a very very ancient illustrated book (laughs) If that narrows it down. Yeah. Uh, it was Leonardo da Vinci's Codex Lester. Yes, Very course. close, actually. Quite impressed. Yeah. Um, so in 1994, Bill Gates purchased Leonardo da Vinci's Codex Lester. Can you guess how much he bought it for, Tamriz? $2 million. $2 million. He paid over 113 million dirhams for the journal at auction, and it made it the most expensive book ever sold. And Leonardo da Vinci got zero from that. <laughs> I wonder why. (laughs) 
or his relatives, of course, or his descendants. Is um, that something like $30 million? Sorry, my math is yes, so bad. Yes, it's about yeah. 30, million, 30 million US dollars. Wow. Yeah, 30 million wow. US dollars, which is over 100, like a lot over 113 um, million dirhams. You know, that's me rounding down. So, yeah. Um, that's the Codex Lester by Leonardo da Vinci. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcast at DubaiEye1038.com.